Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If I bleed tonight, if I am sad tonight, I don't Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Slam podcast here, wherever you get your podcasts or Patreon a day early. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year is the message of the day. My name is Kenny and I'm joined as always by Mr. Philly Martin Finn. Are you, are you, was all the festive feeling that it follows through? Did you get the payoff that you wanted? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Saw a lot of people and, you know, visited. I'm back home now in not so sunny Lancaster we had relatives mm-hmm. stopping last night and they've left. So it just feels like normality has resumed, you know, even though we are still in that sort of strange limbo time between Christmas and new, a new year, we don't really know what to do. You don't know what day it is and, you know, do I do this or do I do that? It's like, Oh, I can't do that because it's between Christmas and new year. And, but yeah, I'm doing all right. Yeah. I'm doing all right. Apart from that. <laughs> There you go, yeah. It's, it's been a decent Christmas season. Uh, I was down in Durham at Mother Half's family. That was pretty fun. Um, I drove home yesterday. I did, I did drive home yesterday. It's a phone call from my mum, and she's got COVID. So oh, no. she's avoided it for almost three years. But, um, you know, I'd much rather she would get it now when, you know, she's been vaccinated and it's not as sort of dangerous as it would have been as she got it before all the vaccines came out. So, yeah, so she, she just feels like she's got a cold. You know, you get the five-day isolation, so her isolation stops on New Year's Eve, hug money. So hopefully she'll still be able to enjoy stuff with her friends. But she got it from a friend who'd got it from a family member in the police. So Oh wow. Blimey. <laughs> yeah, it's um But you know, it's around it's gonna be it's gonna be in our lives for the foreseeable. So Definitely, um... definitely. So well I'm glad she's doing all right, Kenny. 
Yeah, um, but we're just here to give you a little, you know, so obviously we didn't know what's going down on Tuesday because, you know, there wasn't a Raw um, and they pre-taped the SmackDown on the 23rd, for, for the 23rd. So everything kind of kicks off proper. Um, well, tonight on, uh, tonight AEW got a live uh, show and then Friday, WWE got the SmackDown with John Cena on it. So by the time we come back to normal service on Tuesday, there'll be lots of things happening. Um, but... Uh, Dax Harwood has started a new podcast, Finn. He's kind of taken the slot of William Regal. Um, he's got a podcast called FTR. And um, he had some... In- the, the topic of the first episode was CM Punk. And here is some stuff that uh, Dax had to say that I thought I'd just get your thoughts on. See if it, you know, if it el- el- eliminates any thoughts, any, uh, you know, any- anything in your mind. So here's what um, uh, the-, the co-host Matt Coon had asked if Punk was bitter Felt better in AEW before All Out. And Harwood said, no, not at all. Punk was still so joyous and happy to be in the wrestling business. To be honest, he told me when they were going to put the belt on him that he didn't want the belt. He said, I just want to have fun. But he understood that Tony putting the belt on him would put AEW in a better light. He took it begrudgingly a little bit, but he took the belt. At the time, he was taking me, Cash, MJF, Wardlow, Hobbs, and missing so many guys. He was taking us all out to eat, always paying for it. He bought all the girls in the locker room Starbucks gift cards and had one of the girls hand them out anonymously and didn't say who they were from, but it was from him just because he loved the atmosphere and loved being there. He also loved the work uh, the women were putting in. He thought they were busting their ass to try and get the attention that WWE's women's division was getting. So he seems to be putting forward another side of the CM Punk case. Um, And, you know, I saw some people say no news is good news, potentially, that that... you know, his contract's not been bought out yet. Uh, what do you think of Dax uh, putting this side out of, of Punk's willingness and thrillingness to be there? Well, did he put a date on when CM Punk had, was in this frame of mind? Did he put a date on it? He didn't put a date, but the gist, the gist is that he said that he was feeling that way leading into All Out. Well, what changed then? Because I read I read the transcript of his comments on his podcast and I thought, well, that's a really nice message for him to put out there. And, and it was really, I felt quite uplifted that that was the way CM Punk felt about his peers in the locker room or uh, yeah. the people he was working with in the locker room. Uh, some, with, some might say CM Punk had no peers. Um, so, I mean, what changed between him feeling that way and behaving like that and being this, you know, fountain of joy and you know, goodwill to to all men and women in W in AEW even? Uh, <laughs> what changed between that moment or that period of time and the post all out media scrum where we just heard 20 minutes plus of grievance and bile? So I think it would have been helpful had he put a date on it. Um, I mean, it kind of been. I mean, we don't know when Tony Khan went to Punk and said, "Right, I want to put the bell on yet." But presumably, it was some time before All Out, because he did seem fairly obvious that he was going to become champion there, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, the the other thing is 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 Harwood saying that Punk didn't want to be the champion uh, in May. When the belt was originally put on, because if that if that's the case, it feels like was was he happy and everything in, in May, and then you know when the time off was what made him just start to pile up all this stuff, the paranoia, yeah. or the frustration. Um, well, exactly, he didn't specify which which title win, did he? 
No. So it could have been the 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 double or nothing title win in May, or it could have been uh the one the one all out in September. More likely this was earlier in the year. Yeah, it sounds more to me like the double or nothing one. Yeah, because we'd only had the one incident with Hangman Adam Page going into business for himself before that match, which we all know about and don't need to go over again. So maybe at that point, Punk didn't feel aggrieved about the mood backstage or the feeling, or he felt that everything was supportive and it was, you know, really, you know, it was a, a really nice environment to work in and that everything was rosy and everything just felt like it was going in the right direction. And you fast forward to September and um, he had, you know, it was the antithesis of that, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. He had a, you know, a opposite view of everything. As we know at the media scrum, he had very few good things to say about anyone or anything. You know, John oh. Moxley, I think he was complimentary towards him. But I mean, what else did he really praise? There's almost nothing. All the people you know, who made what was he? Was it muffins he was eating? Yeah, muffins. Yeah, the, yeah. They, he praised he the, the muffins for the muffins. <laughs> yeah, which which led to some tremendous uh, Google reviews on uh, on on that uh, places you know uh, Google Google page. Oh, I mean, page. I mean, they'll have made out. They'll have just done tremendous out of that. I mean, they were the big winners. The yeah, big there, was, winner. there was lots. There was lots of ones that were like, you know, these muffins are such a welcome reprieve after I have to work with fucking children all day. <laughs> exactly. Kind of so, exactly. Um, so I think it would have been helpful had Dax you know, put a timeline on on events. And, you know, it is obviously their pals. And it's, it is, I'm pleased that he's supportive of his friend and he's not knocking his friend and he's got his friends back or however you want to phrase it. Yeah. But we all heard and saw what we saw. In September, don't didn't we? You know, we, yeah, we all yeah. saw that. This is not a figment of our imaginations. He really said those things. This is not something that has been, you know, he's been misquoted or, you know, someone has um, leaked details of a private conversation he he had with someone in which he buried the, you know, many members of the locker room. We all heard that. That was out in the public. That was done for public consumption. So. He did. He did. He did also say this, and I just want to read this out as well because I think it's worth just putting out there because uh, he's actually optimistic about uh, both sides, Punk and the Elite, maybe being able to work out the differences. He said, "Everyone knows about the legalities of the situation. No one is really expressing what is going to happen, what has happened, and what won't happen. I can tell you all. I can be truthful about. I can only tell you about what I know, and what I perceive to know. I hope that he comes back. I hope that AEW." Uh, has the Young Bucks in their locker room, Kenny Omega in the locker room, and CM Punk in the locker room. With those four entities, it makes our talent roster so much deeper and better. It's four guys who want to be the best. Regardless of what any of us think personally, I know that we all want to be the best, and I know we all want the best for wrestling. It's given us a life we could never have otherwise. This is my plea to all four guys. Please find a way to make it work. If we can make it work, we can set up the future of pro wrestling for a long time, and we can change the course of pro wrestling for a very long time. When you think about it unselfishly, we're doing this for 20, 30 years down the road so guys and girls can make a living. So he's, I mean, he's he's putting the big sell out there, you know, hoping that they can... Uh, Reconcile. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's, you know, the whole thing about him taking MJF and Wardlow and Hobbs and stuff out to eat, it's like, I mean, if you are an AEW, it must be quite difficult to sort of 
be in, well when Punk was around to be in both camps because obviously Punk is a very sort of realistic style wrestler and worker and promo, and the Bucks and Omega aren't are more. Oh. Yeah, they're not as much. They're more flashy and more kind of you know Cirque du Soleil and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, I don't know how if you're a young wrestler, you you can't really take advice from both and implement both of them. You kind of have to pick your lane of who you're well, going to... I don't know about that. I mean, the thing is, if you're invited to go out with a veteran, then you do not... You Of course, you accept that offer. That's what you would do, and not just because he's paying. You would do that because well, he's no, respectful. You know, to but what, I'm, what I'm saying is if Punk invites you out and he gives you all this advice and all that kind of stuff, and then he goes yeah. to see the Young Bucks and they gave you the total opposite advice, you can't do both. You kind well, of I get that, but you can listen to it all, and you can nod, and you can smile sweetly, and can say, "Oh yeah, that's interesting. Oh yeah, I really appreciate you helping me out like that." Mm-hmm. You put, you know, you become a politician. You work out that you've got to say the right thing to the right person all the time because that's what you do. Yeah. And when you're with veterans, you know their word, word is gold. You don't have to implement all of it. You know, it's just a respectful thing, isn't it? That you go along and listen to it, and you don't start arguing with them, with them and say, "Well, well, Matt, Matt Jackson, um, you're uh, advocating that I do this. Well, you know, Phil Brooks said this, so <laughs> you know, you both can't be right. You know, this isn't, you know, this this is a thing where you, as a wrestler, once you've reached the big time or you know, national company, you should be savvy enough to know." that you do not upset people with power. You just don't do it because that there is detrimental to your career advancement. So absolutely, if you get invited out by Matt, if I worked in AEW, Kenny, and I was wanting to get on, right? Mm-hmm. And Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson invited me out, of course I'd go with them. Yeah, I'd agree with them. I'd tell them that they walked on water. I'd say whatever I needed to say. Oh, you know, 100%. But my point is, if you're a young wrestler, right? If you're like a, say, Jungle Boy. Let's use that as an example. If you're a Jungle Boy, I'm saying I think that these young wrestlers are being put, potentially, or were being put, in a pretty no-win situation. Because if you go out to for something to eat with Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, they give you some advice of how they think you should wrestle. Then you go out with Punk, and he gives you some advice on how you should wrestle. I mean, it would take a very, very, you know, intelligent person who really knows their craft well to be able to implement both you'd kind of have to almost pick a side so if you were to then pick the the box side right yeah punk's going to get pissed off because he's going to see it as the young guys aren't listening to me and if the opposite happens that if you listen to punk then the bucks are going to get butt hurt because you're not going to their style and i think that's that environment was difficult for young wrestlers to be around because it's so different and i know wrestlers always had different types of people but i mean these are complete polar opposite ways to wrestle sure work and i think tony can i'm not trying to blame him here but if i you know he should be able to see this as a problem and try and well i'm blaming tony can because he should have been able to work it out but he can't work it out because he's tony can but you know had he worked that out had you know because you know dax is saying now i wish they could all get together they should have all got together nine months ago before anything you know, you, you always you, there's that thing about you know predicting, seeing the things ahead. I, I, I'm sure. and you know you've got to be able to see the pitfalls that are ahead and cut them off at the pass. You've got to see that big iceberg bef- exactly. before when you get time to turn. And the benefit of foresight, Kenny. That's what you need. It you beats do. the benefit of hindsight. 
Every um, day of the week and twice on Sunday. You know what, though? Before 2022, if this situation had happened, I yeah. think there's no chance that these guys can all make it work together. But after 2022 and some of the stuff we've seen this year, stranger things have happened. Yeah, maybe. I mean, to me, I don't see, I wrote about this in the latest issue of ITR magazine. Someone asked a question about what is the left for CM Punk to do in wrestling? Yeah. And I laid out a few scenarios, all of which were accompanied by many ifs. If this, oh, an if, an if, an if, an if, an if, an if, an if happens, and this happens, <laughs> then this could happen. And the thing about it is you could bring, maybe CM Punk could return and just do his own thing independent of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. You just keep them apart. Well, you really need to get them together to just, you know, thaw out this frost for a start off so that they can at least be cordial to each other if they pass each other in the locker room, in the corridor, which they're going to occasionally. But they don't need to do a match or a series of matches together. I don't even think that would work. I just think there will be all sorts of problems. We've been through this before. How would they set it up on the mic? Someone would probably overstep the mark and we'd be back to square one again. So, but I'm not even convinced that even if they were gung-ho about having a feud, Punk versus the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, I'm not sure the matches would work because their styles are so dissimilar. Um, You know, maybe Punk will return, I don't know, but I don't think that's a match that's... I know there's, oh, we've got to see this match. Oh, it'll... It'll be like real, oh, you know, it might kick off and oh, become a shoot. And who wants to see that? No one does. Well, also, you know? if, you, if, you, if you were to do that program, part of the issue would be is that Punk is so good at doing promos that you genuinely believe that's how he feels as a human to his core. Like, he's so good at that. And, yeah. I, and, and, and then, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to not be insulting, but like Omega's, Omega's promos are more, you know, Amdram. You know, so it's like it would it. I'd, they they would need to they, they would need to be a real sort of like meeting in the middle to make it work, and it, it would be very difficult. I mean, it's not like I don't think it would be Sting versus Undertaker levels of disaster. <laughs> I don't think it would be as good as people maybe think it would be. No, I don't think it will be either. And but hey, know, I, mean, this... I think it would do big. I think it would do good business for them. It would do awesome. you know. So awesome. you know, even, even if they were to agree to do what you know one pay per view together do something, blow off, move on, and then go... And then who would win? (laughs) Well, look, Tony Khan, that's your job. And uh, I would would hasten to to add that you should maybe, before you even pitch that idea, be very clear about who's going to win, who's going to lose, and get everyone on board. Because... (laughs) Can you imagine having to go... Yeah, it's like that. It's like one of those, like like a sketch when it's like, you know... You've got, you've, got, you've got like a runner who's got to go between these two rooms and and give the information to the other. That means yeah. you can between the two dressing rooms. Kind of like, is there no way you would lose? No? Okay, well, let me go speak to him. Okay, is there no way I could give you more money to lose? Okay, I'll go back and speak to them. He's back and forth. But um, anyway, that's the latest. Well, I, I have no idea who would win or lose. So you'd have to really have two matches so they could both win. Really? Because that would be the only way it would be equal. Um... I mean, maybe it will happen. I don't know. I mean, I guess it all depends. If 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 AEW, if Tony can, you know, if he's a shrewd businessman, I do understand why he would do this. If he basically says, "I'm not letting you out your contract," yeah, then maybe that's the way he gets him back. But he also has to be careful how he does that because we, you know, 
Punk and contracts before have ended up, you know, really well, maybe maybe Punk doesn't care. Maybe he's yeah. just going to think, okay, well, I don't want to work anywhere else. I don't want to work for Paul Levesque. I don't want to wrestle for New Japan. You know, I don't want to do, you know, I think it would be great if Punk were to just say, I'm going to retire and I'm going to work a lot of small shows. This is how I got involved in the business. I'm going to handpick five opponents who I think will be stars of the future. I'm going to work with them. I'm going to put them all over on these shows all around the country. And then I'm going to go out on my own terms. And I think that would be a, I think that would be a way of saying this is me um, donating my aura, my star power, my drawing power to all these small promotions and all these up and coming wrestlers. Now, I don't know whether Punk would be able to do that. Maybe if there were no cameras present, I think that would be an amazing gift you know, to pro wrestling. And of course, no one ever does that. Actually, that's not true. Nigel McGuinness did that. The last of McGuinness, he did that on yeah. his retirement too. And he never wrestled again after that. So, but hardly anyone does that. And I just think that would be such a nice thing to do for the business. It'd be so, you know, you'd be just so, you know, your generosity um, would, def that would define you in many ways. And any sort of things you've done in your career that were regrettable or, seen as self-serving a lot of that would be erased and washed away or you know you would atone for that by giving this you know amazing gift to all these smaller companies i don't know whether he's going to do that but anyway getting back to my point maybe punk don't care maybe he's happy to sit at home for the next now would he have signed a three-year deal kenny do we know if it's three years yeah i would imagine so i would imagine so he would it'd be uh so he's nearly 18 months into it isn't he Nearly halfway, yeah. yeah. And then you got so I mean, as I mean, if 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 the whole thing is he's just going to sit with the rest of his contract and they pay him, I mean, that's a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I would so, be I mean, complaining if you get away with that. Maybe he just doesn't care. Because I mean, because I, I don't think you know, I I don't think Tony can Tony can's not the sort of person who's like, I'm going to extend your contract for as long as you don't wrestle, because well, I think he knows if he came back, it would be a disaster. You know, imagine, yeah. but imagine if Punk came back against his will. I mean, so Tony Khan probably just thinks, "Look, I'll I'll pay him to sit out because I'm, because I mean, if Tony Khan was to pay him, if if it basically bought him out of his contract and let him go into WWE for WrestleMania, it would be yeah. the dumbest move for him to let that all happen, and and after all the stuff he's been through. But at the same time, I don't know what the end game is for him. That's that you that you can consider it a win for Tony Khan. I think the winning well, win options are gone. In many ways, it wouldn't matter because WrestleMania is already a, a fabulous success. Even if Dwayne Johnson doesn't return, WrestleMania will be colossal. WWE is making more money than it ever has. I mean, would Punk make a difference? Yes, I'm sure. You know, in some markets, he would do really well and it would be a big moment for WWE to bring him back. But it's not really going to make that much difference to the bottom line to WWE because they'd have to pay him handsomely as well to in order for him to return to WWE. He'd want a you know low seven-figure contract, wouldn't he? So he'd want millions, plural, to return. So how much money they would actually make out of him is, of course, debatable. We don't know until it happens or and there's no way we can know. But I mean, in some ways, it wouldn't really matter if he were to go back. Um, and AEW would obviously, if they were to buy out Punk on his contract, they're going to save a load of money there. But maybe Tony doesn't care. 
maybe he's just got like a, you know, an endless bank account of money to finance this project, you know, so maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe he, you know, paying punk to sit at home for what will it be? 20 months or whatever it is, seven, 19 months, something like that. Maybe that would make no difference to AEW either. So things are different in terms of money now. It's not like the old days where companies who you know needed to try and make a profit or companies only had finite funds. So something like this would not be allowed to um, linger or you know a situation like this there would be every incentive on all sides for it to end as soon as possible because the company needed to save the money in order for it to operate as a business. You know, it would threaten its bottom line or threaten its very existence. So it is a very different situation to how wrestling used to be. And also there's there's the element that that we, we, we don't really know about, which is that Punk's sort of hand that he could have to play as a potential lawsuit, which was always the question afterwards. Of the Possibly. physical part of it, so maybe that's how you get. Maybe that's how he's able to get out of it. Maybe that's what happens. But I think, I think in twenty twenty three, there will be movement with CM Punk in some way, and we will find out what it is. So yeah, we will be so. here to cover it, Finn. No yes, we certainly will. But yeah, when you're in a situation where you're dealing with companies with huge budgets, there is it's not pressing, is it? You know what I mean? No, that's no. my point. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we go, um, another piece of news that Wrestling News Code reported. Um, they've said that um, basically the plan as things stand will be that by WrestleMania to separate the titles back to a WWE title and a Universal title. Um, the sort of talking idea at the moment is night one would be a WWE Championship match with Seth Rollins facing Drew McIntyre or Cody Rhodes. And night two would be Roman Reigns versus The Rock. And if The Rock couldn't do it, then maybe Cody would take that spot. Um, what do you think of the idea of separating the titles? Um, and you know, how do you think? Is there anything that comes to mind of how you think they should do it? Um, give me all your thoughts. Um, I think if they're gonna do it, I think it should be a baby face. I think what I think Roman Reigns needs to drop both titles to someone, so a baby face needs to benefit from you know this huge landmark momentous, historic result of dealing Roman Reigns a defeat. So a babyface needs to win, needs to defeat him for both championships. At that point, then, I think whoever it is, Cody Rhodes or Seth Rollins, I don't think it'd be Drew McIntyre. Maybe Seth Rollins or Cody, it'd be one of those two, maybe. Let's just, let's say it's going to be Cody. So say Cody defeats Roman Reigns. I think then he can surrender one of the belts and it can go to the winner of a tournament. I think that will be the way I would play it because that way Cody has, he's defeated Roman Reigns. He's beaten the man who's, you know, ostensibly invincible. You know, no one can beat Roman Reigns at the moment. He becomes double champ. He has that moment where he's on the turnbuckles with both belts and the fireworks go off and he starts crying and everyone you know, cheers and like, wow, you know, he was the one who ended Roman Reigns's double title reign one year after it began. So, I mean, you know, it was a great sort of anniversary. That's absolutely the time to do his WrestleMania when more people than any other time in the year are watching. Uh, but yeah, at that point, then it's like, well, I'm double champ, um, but I really feel like this title needs to be in circulation full time on the other brand. 
And I think that would be a really noble thing for a babyface character to do. And mm. it would infuriate Roman Reigns because he'd been double champ. He didn't have the opportunity to regain the belts. And then the belt goes over to SmackDown or Raw. Well, Cody's on Raw, isn't it? So the belt then yes. goes to SmackDown and Roman Reigns could potentially vie for that ch- championship or not. I don't know. But all that can be worked out later. But that's how I would do it. You have Cody win both belts and then he surrenders one. I mean, I think in some ways it's, it's this double-edged sword where the Rock thing is such a big deal that if you know if he's available, you absolutely use him. It makes all the business sense in the world. But the Rock does kind of scarper the plans in a lot of ways. Because you can't have him win it. No. And then if he loses, like, it kind of, WrestleMania doesn't get that big kind of happy moment that, you know, you would hope that you would get at WrestleMania. So it is difficult. I mean, all, all most reports seem to say that we'll know, or WWE will know by mid-January with The Rock, or whether he's doing it or not. I, get, I, I feel like he's doing it. My gut says that, you know, this is the year to do it. This is the place to do it. It's the time... I think if you don't do it this year, I don't I don't know if in a year's time the Roman Reigns thing is gonna work. Because when you think about it, Roman Reigns, you know, we've got this amazing storyline going on right now with the bloodline, but he's starting to he's almost at that point where he's gonna have to turn babyface in the next twelve months, I think. Yeah, I agree. He's so, he's so popular, right? So yeah. once you do that whole Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens thing and that plays out by WrestleMania, I just don't think another I don't think he's gonna be an uh you know, a top heel for another year. I think you know, things will play out and you'll have to turn. So I think that if Rock's going to do it, it has to be here. I don't think there's anybody else that there's really an appetite for anybody to see The Rock wrestle. So... No, I agree. I absolutely agree. And the thing is, as well, it's very much like when Roman Reigns is on is on the opposite side of the ring to John Cena. And I have no fear. You know, I was thinking about this earlier today. I'm just thinking about all the acts that John Cena, that WWE built up, and John Cena knocked them down in one match. And I have no fear at all that this will happen to Roman Reigns or indeed any member of the bloodline because Reigns will make sure that it doesn't happen because he's got that power and also seeing as part time now. So he's not that mindset's not mindset's not there anymore. He's just passing through. He's just dropping in to help out and have a bit of fun and make some money. So but you're right about Reigns there. If he's opposite Rock, this is the year to do it because Reigns is is just so potent as a force he's the number one guy in wrestling by a considerable margin there isn't anyone close to him in wrestling Brock Lesnar is to me is number two in wrestling and he's nowhere near Roman Reigns's level so if you put Rock opposite we all know who he is in the movie world although all these films seem to be awful Kenny whenever I see trailer for the upcoming <laughs> Rock film Rock film I think wow this film looks really terrible you know how come he's such a huge movie star you know why do people go and see these films that look so dire in the trailers? I think I think they're they're definitely like kind of fast food type movies. Oh, and can I just say actually, I watched the, the best thing I watched over Christmas mm-hmm. was the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. That was the best thing I watched over Christmas, and that was so much fun. Star of that, Kenny Dave Batista. Well, it's funny you mentioned him. Somebody somebody put a case forward on Twitter where they said that Dave Batista is the best wrestler turned actor in terms of actual acting. So I agree. Absolutely I agree. He was really good to watch as well the uh the Knives Out Glass Onion uh film. It's on my list. I'm, we're hoping to watch it tonight. So Yeah, I, I didn't like the first Knives Out. I thought it was overrated. It lasted too long and it dragged. 
But this was really good. And I'm not saying Dave Bautista was the star of that, but he was really good in it. Um, I mean, he's, he's done a lot of movies where, like, you know, he's been opposite Jodie Foster in that one that I can't remember the name of, where it was like a prison hospital. Um, he's been in, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He's done, like, comedies. Like he's he was just... in that he was in that Blade Runner comeback, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. So he's done a lot of different stuff, but he's kind of he's able to just. I think also it works because he, you know, the the Rock is the Rock is so clearly the Rock. Yeah, but it's Batista can kind of like change. I mean, I did think Rock was very funny in the Jumanji movies where he would play different people, but I mean, I'm very aware they're fast food type movies, um, <laughs> and Black Adam did not go down very well from what I've seen with the no. the reviews. So. I think he said there won't there will not be a sequel, and I think everyone's breathing a sigh of relief about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, I think they, I I do think they've got a so the the rock thing I think is a is a sort of double edged sword because it's great for business in one way, but then for the storytelling, it's a it's a risk. Um, if they, I mean, if I, they, I still I still think if he's going to Reigns needs to do this is what needs Reigns needs to face the Rock on night one of WrestleMania, that three way match. Cody versus Seth versus Drew needs to also take place on night one. And then the winner of that, Cody versus Seth versus Drew, faces the winner of Rock versus Roman on night two. And that way no one goes into it at an advantage or disadvantage because everyone's had a match on night one. I realize this will take up a lot of WrestleMania time and other acts will miss out. But But in in reality... That 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 scenario gives Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins a big money match. Sure, so sure. It in, in reality, it actually, it actually helps multiple people as well as doing the story that you're telling. So you know, out of three matches, you've got five people who are precisely. And Drew, sure as hell, isn't going to win because Clash of the Castle was his big moment. His big moment, and he didn't win. Then, if he wasn't going to beat Roman, there, he's never going to. And he needs to just he needs to turn heel. You know, you know, I mean, you, one thing they should do is they should have on that night one match if they do if they do end up doing Cody, Drew, and Seth in a triple threat, have Drew like pretty much have it won, but then Cody gets it, and then the night after WrestleMania, you know, Drew can easily turn heel on Cody. Precisely, it's all that's it. It's beautiful. So you've got your post WrestleMania feud, yeah. Drew as a heel versus Cody as champ, but yeah, Drew versus Cody versus Seth. Cody wins on night one. Rock versus Roman. Roman wins on night one. So everyone, so both winners of both matches on night one have already had one match on night one. Then they clash on night two. Cody wins. Double champ. It's his big moment. And then potentially if you want to split the belts up, he can do it because he's had, you know, the... um, you know, the honour or, you know, the, the distinction of defeating, of ending Roman Reigns' double title reign, and then he splits the belts up and he becomes WWE champ on Raw and then whomever becomes Universal champ on SmackDown. That also sets up a new thing on SmackDown as well. So you've got loads of exciting content that's new and original, fresh for your post-WrestleMania season, which is traditionally a bunch of rematches. Yeah, so it gives gives you lots of ways you can go. So, um, but listen, that is all the time we've got for today. We've got an overrun we've already recorded that'll be out this weekend as well. But we will be back for normal service being resumed this coming Tuesday on your your main podcast feed with what's going down, talking about this big uh, SmackDown tag team match from this Friday, uh, and seeing what else has ha- been happening in AEW. Uh, and then, yeah, normal service will resume. So, Finn, I hope you have a good New Year, which whatever you're getting up to. 
yeah, heading up to the lake. So um, yeah, looking forward to that. So um, what are you what have you got planned, Kenny? Yeah, I've got some friends coming around to play board games. So that's my New Year's Eve. I'm I'm I think I'm officially over the hill. But what's the board game of choice? Uh, so we're playing two. We're playing the top of the pops party game, which is very fun. So basically quite hard to describe on a podcast, but essentially you've got teams. So say there was two teams of two and me and you are in opposite teams and we would be playing in this round. So we would both, we, we would turn a card over and it would say, name a song that's got the word, that's got a day of the weekend or something. And there's a buzzer. So whoever, you know, if you think of one first, you think of it and you press, you say it, then you press the buzzer. Then I've got 15 seconds to think of one myself. And that goes back and forth until somebody can't think of one. And then say, so say I couldn't think of one, you've won. So yeah. then you pick up six music cards. So I could say Monday, Monday, and then you'd say, I don't like Mondays. Yeah, exactly. And then it could oh, go I'd on say Friday on my mind. What would you say to that? I would probably, I would probably have to give up at that point. So you would win in this scenario. Good job, I'm not coming, Kenny. You I know, know how competitive I am when it comes to these things. But then, the, the, where, so where the game gets really good is there's a board. And then there's a board that's got two sides to it for each team. And each side, each side has three squares. One square is with the word lyric. One square is with the word with the term one word, and the third yeah. is kazoo. So what happens is you would pick up six cards, and it would be uh, song names or band names, right? And yeah. you would pick the three ones that you like the most to try and make your teammate guess. So one you would have to get them to guess by giving them a lyric, a lyric from the song. One okay. you would have to get them to guess by saying one word. And one you would have to play a song of theirs in the kazoo to try and get them to 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 guess. But then once you've picked the three cards you like, you would give me the loser the three remaining cards, the shiters. And then I've got to do the exact same thing. And I've got to pick one that I would get somebody to guess by a lyric and by one word and by the kazoo. So you really want to win that first head-to-head thing so you get the good cards, so you can get get further in the game. It's very fun. Um and then we also play Articulate, which is a classic as well, where you just, you know, you've got a certain amount of time to name uh, as many things from cards and, you know, the different rounds for nature and different things. So, yeah, it's, I, I get quite competitive as well, but I'm looking forward to it. It should be good fun. And, I, of course, I'll get quite drunk while I do it. So, inevitably, my faculties will be lost as the time goes on. <laughs> That's it. They'll be impaired. impaired. That's it. Even more than usual. <laughs> oh. Um, no, Manic Monday. Could have said that. I know. I'm on. I'm on the spot, Finn. I'm not. I'm not. Think. I'm not in the game mode. I'm in podcast mode right now. That's. Oh, it's, yeah. I, I. I need to get myself in the zone. I need to do the. You know, go off into a corner like a wrestler and just g myself up. Kenny, I'm already in the zone. You can just tell I am. You know, like the game that I'm completely useless at. What? Scrabble. Oh, same. I can't. I'm, I'm terrible at it. And I just. Oh, you're a writer, Finley. You should be really good at that. And. I just, it just doesn't work like that. My brain doesn't work like that. I'm arranging words, you know, not making words up out of random letters. Listen, you can't, you can't help. You, some, some things we're good at, some things we're not. So. Precisely, Kenny. Uh, but listen, I hope that all of you listening have a nice new year, whether you choose to just sit in and ignore it happening, because it is a bit of an anticlimax, let's be honest. Five, four, three, two, one, nothing happens. You're a year older. Or you're into <laughs> a year of being older. Um, <laughs> what the fuck is it to celebrate? But um, well, you you've know, got hope... to celebrate. You know, it's your birthday in January, Kenny, and it's another year, another year closer to forty. Thanks, friend. It's, it's always a pleasure to speak to you. I always come away from these feeling invigorated and happy. 
Oh, God. 40. Anyway, I'm waiting to think about that for, for the next few days. But um, we hope that you have a good day. We hope you enjoy yourself. And hopefully when we come back on Tuesday, we've got plenty of uh, fun wrestling stuff. Because we, as we know, January is the best time of year because things really start heating up. And, uh, you know, got lots of stuff to look forward to. So, Indeed, anyway. yes. Indeed. I'm looking forward to Tuesday, Kenny. It's going to be a blockbuster weekend. Yes. So I think we'll have plenty to discuss in our next recording. Yeah, and then, and then, of course, what we will do is we will, you know, it's our duty to watch, you know, maybe the top three matches from Wrestle Kingdom after that show airs next week. So we'll, we'll, we'll watch them. I'll do my annual <laughs> pilgrimage into, like, I'm, three is my max, though. I'm not doing any more than three. I mean, um, we should just quickly now, Kenny, I know you're trying to wind this thing up. Sure. And I just keep screwing that up. It's fine. No, we're, we're getting nothing but time. Like I do every week. <laughs> Let's just say, how many minutes do you think Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay? How long do you think that will last? Oh, that's a good question. I think I'm going to go for 43 minutes. Right. I'm going for 36 and a half minutes. Okay. I mean, let me, hang on. Let me just write uh, Yeah, so right this down. Let's see who's closest. Let me write this down. Hold on. <laughs> 43 okay. <minutes>. <laughs> <laughs> Omega Finn says 36 36 and a half and Kenny says 43 43 okay yeah there you go we've got our we've got our 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 scores we'll see uh, we'll see next next uh, by by the time we record the Power Slam podcast next week we won't won't have watched it yet but we'll know the time so um, but yeah it might not it might be the following week's what's going down before we can get a chance to watch all that stuff um but yeah, um, well, who's, 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 it's, it's the main event. Let me just remember this, actually. It's, no. Isn't it Jay White versus Akada, I believe, is the main event? I mean, talk about a wet fart of a main event. The problem is it just feels like we've seen it so many times before. Because at least Osprey and Omega is a match that, you know, a lot of people have wanted to see it for a while. They've yeah. never wrestled before. Like, it's a big yeah, match. Yeah. yeah, they have wrestled before in right. uh, PWG. Right, okay. Thriller. So it was the, the fir- their first match in New Japan together. Yeah. And, you know, Osprey's now at the top of his game. Omega's a big star. So, you know, I can understand why that is, you know, people are so into it. But Jay White and Okada just, I mean, this goes back to our our blatant bias against Jay White, Finn. You know, that we just find him so dull. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, the character, it's like, I mean, where's the pizzazz? You know? And I think he's a great talent in the ring. But it's just character just feels kind of flat. I'm trying to see because last year's Wrestle Kingdom was Okada and Takagi in the main event. Yeah. Has Jay White main evented main evented before? I think he has, yeah. Did he headline against Tanahashi? Or no, maybe he attacked Tanahashi after a main event one time. Um, But I mean he's been a top star there now for many years, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been there for, been, been there for ages. Uh, obviously, FTR are on there as well, so maybe that'll be one of our three matches that we watch, the FTR one. At least they'll they'll bring some some fire to the proceedings. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll 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 come back to that later next week. But anyway, listen, I hope you all have a great new year. Thank you so much for all your support here this year on Patreon and uh, you know with the magazine. Anyway, you've chosen to support us this year. It's much appreciated, especially given how tough things have been. And uh, yeah, hopefully things are a bit better next year for everybody. Yes, I agree. Uh, so thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. If I
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.